Namaste, a very warm welcome to Swami Mukundananda ji and Mr. Ashutosh Kar and to our audience who are awaiting to hear a riveting conversation on the best-selling book, The Art and Science of Happiness, authored by Swami Mukundananda. Let me take a few moments to introduce Mr. Ashutosh Garg. Mr. Garg is a renowned entrepreneur who founded Guardian Pharmacy, a very famous chain of pharma stores in India. He's been recognized as a global leader by the World Economic Forum. Mr. Garg is a corporate executive coach, the author of many acclaimed books and a storyteller. He hosts a very successful podcast with the title, The Brand Called You, which is known as TBCY in short. TBCY inspires millions with the stories of successful entrepreneurs, leaders, and change makers. Once again, welcome Ashutosh ji, eagerly looking forward for your conversation with Swamiji. Thank you, Rashnaji. Thank you very much. First, saying that I am so privileged and honored to welcome Swami Mukundanandji for a second time on my podcast. Swamiji, I'm so grateful you agreed to speak to me uh, a second time. Oh, uh, namaste, Ashutosh ji. Uh, my greetings to Rajna as well. It's It was such a pleasure conversing with you last time. I am really looking forward to our interaction today as well. Thank you Thank for you. inviting me. Thank you, Swamiji. For our viewers and listeners, a quick introduction to Swamiji, who doesn't really need an introduction, but Swami Mukundanandji is a world-renowned teacher of spirituality, yoga, and meditation. He has pioneered a holistic system of yoga known as JK Yoga, uh, or also yoga for the mind, body, and soul. As an international authority on mind management and a best-selling author, Swamiji has been a guiding light for millions worldwide on the path of everlasting happiness. Swamiji is also a senior disciple of Jagat Guru Sri Kripalu Ji Maharaj, and he is currently building uh, a big university in Orissa. Before I come to his books, a lot of our view the viewers and listeners may also not be aware, but Swamiji is an alumni of IIT Delhi and IIM Kolkata. Last time when I spoke to Swamiji, we spoke about one of his books, which was uh, The Golden Rules for Living Your Best Life. Today, we are going to speak about happiness and his latest book, The Art and Science of Happiness. So Swamiji, let's straight away get into our conversation and ask you my first basic question, which is how do you define true happiness and what are some common misconceptions people have about happiness? Ashutoshi, you have gotten straight to the point. Happiness is a state of being that is difficult to express in words. Nevertheless, it is characterized by an experience of joy, a sense of well-being, an experience of contentment and fulfillment in our life and the savoring of pleasure. Now, when it comes to misconceptions regarding happiness, there are so many. The reasons why people are getting into trouble in life is 
we are running after the wrong kinds of happiness. Mm -hmm. All the wrong decisions are made by the lure of false happiness. Mm. Amongst these, one of the biggest misconceptions is to assume that by enhancing the standard of our living, we mm. will automatically become happier. So people tie up their happiness with the externals. Mm -hmm. And yet we always come across very famous personalities, science stars, politicians, business people who come out with their experience that they are in depression or we hear somebody committed suicide, mm -hmm. which just serves as a wake up call. Look, even they were not happy. Mm. Now, Justin Bieber, until recently, was the icon of the youth. He was the second most right. followed person on Twitter. Yep, and he's, he said, people look at the external remarkable things. Mm. They don't know the other side. Mm. This life gets at me. I have to literally pull myself through the day. So this misconception is very predominant. And the second misconception I'd like to point out is that happiness comes from the constant pursuit of pleasure and the avoidance of pain. Mm. So people wish to run away from difficulties and seek hedonistic delights. Mm. However, this is like chasing the proverbial rainbow in the horizon. You Correct. keep running and it keeps distancing itself from you. Mm. The fact is that it is in the acceptance mm. of meaningful challenges mm. and purposeful difficulties that people find that inner fulfillment which truly satisfies and gives them contentment. What a great response. Thank you, Swamiji. So, Swamiji, would you say happiness is an art or a science? <laughs> Ashutoshi, happiness is actually both an art mm -hmm. and a science. Mm -hmm. It is an art because it can be learned mm. through the cultivation of various skills like the practice of gratitude, mm. the art of reframing situations to see mm. the silver lining and positivity in them, the practice of positive mindsets, mm. the pursuance of a higher purpose in our life, all of these can be practiced. On the other hand, mm -hmm. there is the objective aspect of happiness as well. Mm -hmm. It is based upon certain irrevocable principles. Mm -hmm. In fact, neurology has even reached to the point of quantifying aspects of it. They have discovered the happiness chemicals in the brain. Mm -hmm. like the dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins. Okay. And they have associated these with the experience of happiness. Mm -hmm. 
So the objective aspect of, of happiness can be understood as science, and the subjective aspect can be practiced in our life as an art. Thank you, Swamiji. You know, you just gave me the example, Swamiji, of Justin Bieber. And there is often a comment that is made that is there a relationship between happiness and success? And of course, the other famous line, can money buy happiness? Hmm. Success means different things to different people. Correct. We all create our definition of success and then start pursuing it. But it turns out to be a moving target. Mm. When we were in school, we thought we can just get good grades and the secondary exam will be happy. Mm. And then the target moves to becoming a graduate and then possibly a postgraduate and getting that good job. But that also kept moving ahead. Mm. So in the process, we are tying up our happiness to a destination. Mm. And when we are reaching there, we are finding that the happiness was experienced for a moment and mm. then it seems to move further away. So the journey becomes a painful one. Mm. Instead of that, if we can learn to enjoy the journey, mm. then the importance of the goal will in fact reduce. Mm. Now, I would like to point out some very interesting studies that have been conducted. Mm -hmm. These were with doctors mm -hmm. to see that does happiness enhance their performance. So in the medical colleges, they have this kind of game where the doctors are given a few symptoms and asked mm -hmm. to diagnose. And then a few more are added and they need to re-diagnose based on the added symptoms. Mm. But it has been seen very often they get stuck in the original diagnosis mm. because of a phenomenon called anchoring. Mm. Now these doctors were made happier. And it was found that their creativity had gotten unleashed mm -hmm. and they were just able to make better diagnosis. And the way they were made happier was that a few chocolates were placed in front of them. Mm -hmm. Just the feeling, oh, there's happiness there. Mm -hmm. Subconsciously, it made them experience a sense of euphoria mm -hmm. or joy, which made them more effective in their work. Mm -hmm. Now, when you visit a doctor, they keep chocolates for the patients. Right. But the study says that you should keep chocolates for the doctors as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. the point to note is mm -hmm. that happier medical professionals, they just perform better. Mm -hmm. And that applies to all fields of work. Mm -hmm. Now, we people are tying up our happiness Mm -hmm. And when I become successful at work, I will then be happy. Mm -hmm. And I am reversing the paradigm. Mm -hmm. Be happy and mm -hmm. success will come to you more easily. 
wonderful. Now the second part, uh, Ashutoshi, as regards to can money buy happiness? Hmm. The world economic data reveals that since the year 1950, hmm. the average income worldwide has increased 4.4 times, hmm. even after discounting for inflation. Right. But the number of people who say that they are happy has reduced. Amazing. So <laughs> naturally, there's some mistake out there. Correct. Money, money can definitely buy you the necessities you need. Mm -hmm. Money can also buy you good experiences that mm -hmm. you can savor for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Money can buy you time. You know, mm -hmm. you can save your time with the help of money. But at that point, then money gets limited. Mm. in its effectivity mm. and the real happiness that satisfies mm. is the one when you discover a higher purpose in your life mm. and you strive to exert yourself in the pursuance mm. of that purpose and in the process you try to improve yourself and become a better person mm. that gives a lasting sense of fulfillment Wonderful. Wonderful. And Swamiji, you also spoke a few minutes ago about gratitude. So I wanted to ask you, what role does gratitude play in cultivating happiness? Yes. Gratitude is one of the most powerful positive emotions. Mm. It comes from the Latin word gratia, which mm. means gift. Mm. And it also has another meaning, which means pleasing. Mm. So the sentiment of gratitude is very pleasing to the self. Mm. Martin Seligman, who is considered the father of positive psychology, he did mm -hmm. this experiment with 50 clinically depressed patients. He weaned them off from the medicines mm -hmm. and gave them just this one assignment. Mm. that write down three blessings in your life for which you mm. are grateful and wow. think about them through the day. Mm. And in the space of three months, 94% of them had pulled mm. themselves out of mm. depression. The reason being that when we feel gratitude, we acknowledge that we have received a gift. Mm -hmm. And the source of the gift is outside of us. We can't be grateful to our own selves. Mm -hmm. So we accept there's goodness outside of us. Mm -hmm. Now the depressed person has reached the conclusion, this world is not helpful. I am not successful and my future is bleak. And gratitude cuts at the root of it. Mm -hmm. So that is why Gratitude is one of the finest sentiments to cultivate in our heart mm. and just grow in our sense of inner joy. Amazing. What, what a great comment, uh, Swamiji. And one takeaway from your comment, which you said about three blessings, I'm sure a lot of our viewers and listeners can probably write three blessings every day and say, what were my three blessings today? Thank you, Swamiji. Um, 
my next question to you and you know from your book is that you also talk about rewiring our brain for lasting happiness what are some of the techniques that can be used to rewire our brain Yes, Ashutosh, the uh, recent advances in uh, neuroscience in the last two decades has shed a lot of light on this. Mm -hmm. Our brain has about 100 billion neurons mm -hmm. that can form amongst themselves billions of circuits. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is that when we repeat certain thoughts, certain behaviors, the neurons involved, uh, involved in the process, they start hardwiring. As the saying goes that neurons that fire together, they mm. wire together. Mm. And if we repeatedly practice debilitating thoughts, despondent thoughts, then they just come to us more easily. Mm. Now, we want to rewire our brain mm. for happier thoughts. And you asked me the secret to it, I'll tell you a very deep secret. Mm. If people are eager for this, they could forsake the lower pleasures mm. and pursue the higher pleasures. Mm. You know, the repeated savoring of things that give the dopamine kick, whether it is the secret, whether it is the drink, or whether it is any such sensual delight, mm. it does no good to the brain. Mm. I come across so many parents who are distraught with their little child who has developed the ADHD syndrome. Mm. And I say, look, the whole mistake started when you handed the mobile to your two and a half year old. Mm because they started getting this quick stimulation mm. and then the mind developed that nature. It wants to move from one stimulation to the next, to the next, right. to the next, right? And before they, you realize it, the brain is so configured, it cannot do focused high value mm. work. Mm. So this persuasion of such kinds of pleasures, I need to keep seeing movies, etc. People should wean themselves away from this mm. and go for the wonderful delights in this world, mm. the higher pleasures, we call them the sattvic pleasures, you know, enjoy the roses in the garden, relish the beauty of God's creation, serve people, or just think about God, etc. Mm. When we start savoring these pleasures, mm. they will build our character, mm -hmm. they will bestow on us an inner sense of well-being, mm -hmm. and the brain will get so configured that good, happy, positive thoughts will come to us more naturally. Amazing. Thank you, Swamiji. So I want to ask you one more question about happiness, and then I want to move to some Vedic perspectives on happiness. Sure. Swamiji, one of the challenges each one of us faces is our relationships. I want to ask you, how can we cultivate happiness in our relationships? 
Well, Ashutoshi, we all have fallen prey to this thinking of could and should not. Mm. He should have done this, she should not have done this. Mm. We create expectations about right. others. Mm. And when they are not fulfilled, we become unhappy. Mm. Behind these expectations is a wrong understanding of the world. Right. People are as they are. Mm. And our expectation that they need to change to make us happy, mm. that needs to be given up. Given up. We, if we are sincere, we realize that in our relationships, we are often so selfish. Mm. Even if we want the other person to change, it mm. is because it will make me happy. Right. You know? The parents say, my child, I only want your happiness, mm. but you need to change, otherwise we are so unhappy. Mm. Now consider the relationship between the guru and the disciple. Mm. The guru says, tells the disciple, I need you to change. Mm. The guru may even scold the disciple, but the guru at the same time has a sense of detachment. Mm. All I am doing is for your sake. So that sense of service, when it comes in relationship, it breaks at the root of dissatisfaction, which mm. is selfishness. Wonderful. And Thank you. It changes the perspective. Mm. Very powerful. Remove your expectations in relationships and it will change. Thank you, Swamiji. Swamiji, I really enjoyed reading your chapter on Vedic perspectives and happiness. What, you know, it's, it's Vedas is such so vast, but could you share for our viewers and listeners some teachings from the Vedas on finding happiness? Definitely. The Vedas, of course, have focused a lot of thought on happiness. Okay. But as a little capsule from it, the Bhagavad Gita, for example, mm -hmm. has classified happiness in three categories. Okay. Tamasic, Rajasic, mm -hmm. Sattvic. Correct. Happiness in the mode of ignorance. Mm -hmm. This is the happiness one gets from intoxicants. The world is troubling me. My mind has become so heavy. Let me take some opiate and ah, I'm relieved. Mm. And there is a relief. That is yeah. why people go for it. Mm. But it only increases the darkness covering the soul. Mm. So this is the happiness of the mode of ignorance, Tamogun. Mm. And then beyond this is the happiness of the mode of passion. That is the happiness from giving to the senses the objects of their delight. Mm. We have the five senses, and the five senses want their sense object. Mm. So we give them the objects they see, and naturally it gives a sense of pleasure. But the problem is that desires, once fulfilled, don't mm. go away. Mm. They come back after a little while, Mm -hmm. with redoubled intensity. Mm -hmm. 
So Ved Vyas in the Srimad Bhagavatam has said it very powerfully. Na jatu kamaha kamanam upabhoge na shamyati avisha krishna vartameva bhuyeva bhivardhate. He says that look, these desires, fulfilling them is like trying to quench a fire by pouring ghee on it. Wow. For a mm. moment, it will seem to have gone down, then it will flare up and redoubled intensity. So that is the happiness of Rajogun, mode of passion. Mm. And then there is the happiness of the mode of goodness, Sattvagun, mm. which you get by the goodness of your heart when you mm. serve people with love and compassion, by the cultivation of knowledge, mm. by the relaxing of desires when the mind becomes peaceful, all of these mm. give a more lasting kind of inner joy. Mm. Fantastic. Thank you, Swamiji. And uh, Swamiji, what is the Vedic understanding of the relationship between material possessions and happiness? The Vedas are very emphatic. Yatrithivyam vrihiyavam hiranyam pashavastriya nalamekasya paryaptam tasma trishnam parityade. This verse states that if one person was to get all the wealth on the planet mm. and all the objects of enjoyment mm. and all the material luxuries. If this hypothetical case also happened, that person would still not find one thing, which is contentment. Wow. <laughs> so I'm reminded mm. of uh, a story about Joseph Heller, who wrote mm -hmm. Catch-22. Catch-22. Mm. <laughs> right. So he was taken uh, to a billionaire's house by one of his friends for a party. Mm. And the friend pointed out that, do you realize this mm. billionaire has got more money than you will ever earn all through your life? Mm. And Joseph Heller said, yes, but he doesn't have one thing which I do. Mm. Now, what do you have? Mm. He said, enough. I've got enough. <laughs> He never has enough. Mm. So that contentment, the Vedas say, look, material goods, they keep on, there's one category, there's a next category, there's a next category. Chakra dharopi suratvam suratva labhe sakala surapatitvam bhavitum surapati rudhvagatvitvam tathafina nivartate trishna. A king wishes to be an emperor of the world. The emperor wishes to be a celestial god. Mm. The celestial god wishes to be Devaraj Indra. Mm. And Indra is also not contented. He wishes to be Brahma. Tasmat Krishnam Parityajit. Oh, human beings. Therefore, stop thinking there is happiness in material goods. Mm. Instead, find happiness within yourself. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you, Samaji. 
you know, it's, it's just beautiful how you brought everything back to our own inner self. Thank you, Swamiji. My next question to you is that how does the Vedic perspective on happiness connect with overall well-being and mental health? Sure. The Vedas explain that mental disturbances mm -hmm. are arising mm -hmm. because of certain mental afflictions. Mm -hmm. The chief amongst these are desires, greed, and anger. Mm -hmm. So this anger is destroying the intellect. Greed is taking us, making us always discontented. And desire is the result of anxiety, is leading to anxiety, etc. All of these, they begin with contemplation of happiness somewhere. Mm. Now, let us say that there is uh, on a bus stand, there's a schoolboy and a few schoolgirls and a few schoolboys there. And they all sit and they go together. One boy starts contemplating happiness in a girl. Mm. This contemplation, Jayato Vihayan Pumsaha, results in his mind getting attached. And when the mind is attached, he desires, he, he wants the girl, he wants to marry the girl, etc., etc. And mm. he goes elsewhere, he commits suicide. And all his classmates say, what happened to him? Mm. You know, we were also on the same bus stand and we never had any of this. So it all began with contemplating happiness somewhere. Now, when we are contemplating happiness in the lower things, in, in addictives, in the objects of the senses, our mind gets attached to lower things. Mm. Instead, if we contemplate happiness in the higher thing, in mm. wisdom, in character, mm. in service, in accomplishments, in purpose, mm our mind will get attached to the proper things. Mm. And the same anger, greed, desire will mm. be sublimated and they will become our friends. Right. So you will become, develop a deep passion. Mm. I wish to do this for the pleasure of the Supreme in the service of humankind. You see, the saints, it's not that they just sat back. Mm. They were exerting themselves, but their desires were so liberating, so lofty. Mm. And that was because their contemplation of where happiness mm. lies was properly oriented. Mm. So what we need to do is to deepen our wisdom mm. and reach the right decisions. Mm. Here there is happiness, here there is not. Mm. Uh, Ashutoshi, I like to relate a little anecdote uh, on this point. Mm. Once I was traveling by the bus in Delhi, you know, the DTC, you mm. must have traveled mm. as a child mm. yeah. with myself. Absolutely. <laughs> so I was sitting next to this beggar. And I did not notice at that time, but we happened to get down at the same 
bus stand. And then I noticed that he was limping. And I looked at his feet. Hmm. He had high heel sandal on one foot and hmm. the other foot was bare. Hmm. So naturally he is going to yeah. walk like this. Hmm. So I said, Are Bhikari Bhai, I'm so sorry you lost a sandal. He said, No, Babaji, I found a sandal. <laughs> <laughs> if he finds a sandal, there is no need to wear it. <laughs> he has chosen unhappiness on himself. Mm. That is what is the Vedas say that yes. we are choosing unhappiness onto ourselves Amazing. because of lack of mm. true knowledge. Amazing. You know, Savji, I can keep talking to you, but I have to ask you two or three more questions. I wanted to ask you to help us understand the concept of karma and its influence on happiness. Hmm. What we are calling destiny is not something that has fallen on us accidentally. Hmm. The actions we performed in our past lives, mm -hmm. they transformed into our destiny mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. So they are all our self-creation. Mm -hmm. There is no doubt that those actions, dharmas, resulted in what we are enjoying or suffering today. Mm -hmm. Somebody mm -hmm. is born with the proverbial silver spool in the mouth, somebody is born in a poor family, etc. Those are the givens in life. And yet we still have a freedom of choice. Just like when you play a game of cards, the hand that you are dealt with is fixed. You have to play with it. But how you play is still a freedom you have. Mm. And in this case, the freedom starts off with the ability to choose our heart. Mm. So when we exert that and start choosing the parts that are uplifting, mm. that are positive, then our life, our destiny starts changing alongside. Mm. And even if we had a terrible destiny with sufficient effort, mm. we can completely turn it around. Mm. As you know, that Urdu couplet, Khudi ko kar buland itna, ki har takdeer se pehle khuda khud bande se puche, bata teri raza kya. Thank you, Samuji. My next question, and this is my second last question to you. I wanted to ask you to explain the concept of Anand and its significance in understanding happiness as per the Vedas. Yes. The Vedas are very prolific in their use of the word Anand. Anando Brahmeti Vedanat Ananda Devakalvimani Bhutani Jayanti Anandena Jatani Jivanti Anandam Prayantya Visan Vishanti. So the Vedas say that Anand is what we are all searching for. Mm. But this Anand 
must have three attributes to it. Mm. It must be sat, it must be chit, and it must be Correct. So sat means everlasting. Na sato vidyate bhavo, na bhavo vidyate. Once mm. you get it, it should always stay with you. That mm. kind of prana. Mm. And chit means it should be ever fresh. Mm. That means the savoring of it should not reduce uh, in its sweetness. Mm. It should just remain so sweet, in fact, and keep increasing. Dine, dine, navam, navam, namami, nanda, sambhavam. Shankaracharya mm. said, the more mm. I look at the Lord, the more his sweetness increases. Mm. And the anand word, it says, nalpe sukhamasti, yovai bhuma tat sukham. That which is finite is mm. not anand. Mm. Because let us say somebody thinks, if I become mm. a millionaire, I'll be happy. Mm. And when they become a millionaire, now they see the billionaire and the discontentment again starts. Correct. So the anand must be infinite and extent. Mm. And that satchit anand mm. is actually a synonym for God himself. Anandu Brahmeti Vyajanat. Mm. So, and the Vedas say, look, you are searching for Anand, and that Anand is God. So whether you know it, whether you don't know it, mm. everybody, all souls, knowingly, unknowingly, mm. are in search of their Amazing. What a beautiful explanation, Swamiji, of Anand and Sachet Anand. And my last question, and you may have probably already answered it, but Swamiji, what is ultimate happiness? <laughs> yes, Ashutosh, you have reserved it for the last, uh, the most uh, hidden secret. Mm. The ultimate happiness comes when rather than searching for our own happiness, mm -hmm. we seek to give happiness to others, mm -hmm. or we seek to make our work pleasing to God. That's the definition of bhakti, tatta, mm -hmm. sukta, sukhitvam. When you, instead of looking for your happiness, you wish to give happiness to the Supreme. So when we strive for that kind of happiness, I want to give him happiness. He gives us the highest bliss. Amazing. And then he sits in our heart and mm. savors the same bliss for himself. Mm. You know, so he gives his devotees that bliss of devotion and mm. then sits in the hearts of the devotees and savors it himself. Mm. He says, oh my God, my devotees give me so much of satisfaction. Mm. And then he becomes enslaved by their love. Yes. So when the scriptures say that the Lord is a servant of his devotees, it is because of the bliss he is getting mm. from the hearts of his devotees. 
and he is himself was giving that so that is the ultimate bliss of selfless loving devotion amazing swamiji on that note i can only say that i'm completely awestruck the amount of learning i've had with you in my conversation on happiness uh, i enjoyed reading your book the art and science of happiness and i'm sure a lot of our viewers and listeners would love to read that book as well thank you swami ji for talking to me about art and science of happiness about what is happiness for giving us such amazing examples for talking about the three blessings that we should write down and i will start doing them on a daily basis to practice my own gratitude thank you also for talking at such length about vedic perspectives on happiness thank you swami ji for speaking to me and lot of respect to you thank you thank you ashutosh karji it is always a pleasure to interact with you and i equally enjoyed this session once again thank you for inviting me to your podcast thank you sir Thank you for listening to the brand called You video cast and podcast a platform that brings you knowledge experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals you can also follow us on youtube facebook instagram and twitter just search for the brand called you